TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you, and gee whiz, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch. He is the country's premier wellness expert. He's my brother from another mother. I reckon, like many of us, he's been outside doing a lot of walking during this COVID time because we need to keep fit. It's the great Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, brother. Piercy, it's so great to be here with you again, and thank you. I have been walking. I've been getting out. This COVID thing has made me walking fit, I have to tell you, but only for six Ks, not for much longer than that. So, six Ks is But I've been doing it. I've been doing it. Six Ks is good. I think a lot of people have uh, enjoyed the, the benefits of walking over this time, but if there is someone that knows the benefits of walking better than most, it is an incredible woman who we were fortunate enough to interview on 100 Not Out Back in 2013, episode 30, for those of you that can access it, I speak of none other than Heather Lee. Heather is just a few months younger than Queen Elizabeth and David Attenborough. She is known as a truly unstoppable Australian. At 93 years of age, she believes exercise and nutrition are the secrets to her long-time well-being and sporting success, which we'll share with you in just a moment. Uh, But most importantly, she's living an active and independent life. Heather Lee is ranked number one. That's right, folks, number one in the world, on the planet, in race walking (laughs) in her age group. She believes the well-used phrase, use it or lose it, is uh, now even more important for Australians than ever before. Naturally, we are in a nation that is aging, we are becoming more sedentary, and we are feeling the mental pressures of everyday life. So, Heather Lee, who in 2014 was awarded the Order of Australia Medal for her service to athletics through Masters Race Walking and the community, and in 2019, she was announced the New South Wales Senior Australian of the Year. She is joining us on 100 Not Out for the second time. Heather Lee, a very warm welcome back to the podcast. Hello to you. Hello to you, Marcus. Good to to speak to you again. It is an absolute joy to have you back on the podcast. And we are revisiting a number of our um, guests from our early days of 100 Not Out and seeing what has changed. I'll tell you what, since I don't know if we're a good luck charm, Heather, but since we have interviewed you, you have been (laughs) awarded with an OAM. You've become a world record holder in the 10Ks. You've got the 5Ks, you've also got the 3K and the 1500 in Australia. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to put it on Damo and I, but gee whiz, what a big seven years you've had since 2013. It's been an incredible journey, I can tell you that. But a memorable one and an, an enjoyable one. It's been like it's stepping into another world, really. Because Heather, it's... Another lifetime in many ways. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed every moment of it. I mean, I, I cannot believe, I have to sort of write it down and, and read it for myself to sort of realize that all this actually happened to me. But I mean, I'm still going strong, I'm still walking, I'm still competing, uh, albeit uh, in virtual competitions. I'm, I'm even breaking world records in virtual competitions. So um, I've got to the stage when I think, I want to know what this 93-year-old is actually capable of. I want to sort of go to the limit and find, to find that out sometime. I think we do too. I think we're all wanting to know. I've just looked at your <laughs> times and I've gone from 2012 through 2018, I'm looking at your times, 
And in that space of time, you know, you, you've only slowed down by 30 seconds a kilometre. Now, that's unbelievable. Most people will be hanging out their boots and going, well, you know, I've got a world record. You know, here's my medal and it's framed and all that sort of stuff. But something keeps on motivating you to keep on pushing on. What's your motivation? What's your inspiration? Well, I have one a, a person that's motivated, motivated me beyond belief. Um, in 2015... Um, I, I was looking forward to the, my first World Masters Games in Perth at the, in, in um, uh, November that year, and I, I wanted to re, sort of re, retain my um, fitness level, so I actually uh, acquired the services of a personal trainer. She's also a sports trainer, by the way, and she came to my home and we and we did some exercise, and she was quite amazed at my flex one thing and the other and at the end of the of the uh, personal training sessions uh, uh, she said to me she'd like to train with me could she, could she walk with me could she train with me and I said by all means well since then um, she's introduced me to interval training and fart, recently to fartlek training you know what those two things are Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, fartlek training, and I mean, this has increased my pace. I mean, I'm, I'm faster now than I was uh, three or four years ago. It's just oh, incredible. That's incredible. So, you, so your, tra- um, your training's um, changed. We, actually, we train once a week regularly, but um, since with this uh, COVID-19 um, pandemic thing, we've sort of uh, stayed apart. But I spoke to her today, and she says, well, now that they're sort of bringing back some of the sort of releasing some of the, easing some of the pressure off the social distancing, we can get together next Monday. So we're going to get together next Monday and train again together. So that'll be great. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that's exciting. Now, I cannot help but look at the times that Damien's referring to. So you hold the world record for 10 kilometres in the uh, W90 age group. Uh 85 minutes and 28 seconds. Now, I like my numbers. Oh, no, 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 84-21-one-hour-24-21-84-21-one-hour-24-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-21-84-
Wow. Oh, you wow. worked that one out. That's eight minutes and eight seconds or eight, eight and a bit seconds. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's quick. Because I, I, I did out the my mile phone. in January. Yeah. The mile in January, but it was a running, was a running record that I was uh, alerted to it and allowed to do it because uh, the, 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 uh, the word is that you can uh, walk in a running event but you can't run in a walking event. Yes. So yes. anyway, I competed in Wollongong, and the record held by an American lady was um, 13 minutes, 26 seconds, and I finished in 12.48, which is exactly eight minutes a kilometre. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, because, Marcus, I did the same thing. I opened my my phone to see how fast I go and Amber is a fast walker so and I generally she pulls me along and we're pushing 10 minute kilometers so and I thought I was you know I thought really? we were, we were, <laughs> wow I'll tell you what I, I, I want what you're having I want what she's having so what <laughs> I love that expression <laughs> what do you What's the fuel? How do you fuel this? Like, how do you keep I on going? I feel marvellous. And, I mean, what I'm doing at the moment in this self-isolation, I mean, it's incredible because I can't see my physiotherapist. I mean, I see him regularly, but only for maintenance. I've really not needed his services for any injuries or anything, apart from a stress foot fracture that I had in 2015. But apart from that, no. Um, I mean, my the exercises that I did with my personal trainer in 2015, well, I've been doing it ever since, but I've sort of... Uh, Upped, upped on the uh, on my sort of daily sort of exercises here. I referred to the list that she gave me, like child's pose and planking and uh, doing all sorts of watching things that's on the television and sort of trying to replicate them at home here. And I'm sort of exercising constantly twice a day. If I can't get out, I'm exercising twice a day. I've also got a treadmill and I've also been out training uh, every second day, very early in the morning before seven o'clock. So, um, um, you know, and I, I feel abs- I'm, I feel better. I feel so fit at the moment. Really, I do. I, bet I don't need my physiotherapist at the moment. Did, so did you say that you've been doing planking? You can plank. I can plank for two minutes. I've planked for three minutes. I haven't done that lately. I've planked for two minutes. Yeah. Oh, I was planking for two minutes this morning. I nearly died. I had to stop. This is incredible. <laughs> this is the best. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. That's so well, impressive. I mean, when my when my personal trainer showed she she showed me how to plank, she said, "Well, I'll we'll do a plank," and she was amazed that I could even do it for a minute. She didn't want me to hold it for a minute in case she was, you know, was doing me some injury or something. But uh, no, I, I said to her, "I can't understand why people can't plank," oh, and yeah. I still can't understand how people why people can't plank. Oh. Something to do with the core. Very weak core. My abdominals forgot to be inserted when I was born. There's just something missing in there. Um, now, Damien asked you, uh, I think you thought he said, how do you feel? But he wanted to know how do you fuel because you say that food is a big part of your uh, vitality and we love well, to know what uh, well, people I, are look, eating. I've, been, I've always had a sensible diet all my life, I think. I think, I think the war gave, sort of set me on the right path because the war, I think, when things were rationed, you know, like butter and all those sort of things that put on weight, if you know what I mean. I mean, not only that, I grew up on the Isle of Wight. And I mean, the Isle of Wight was really um, uh, fully self-sufficient in the way of food, like meat and, and vegetables, milk and all that sort of thing. 
and uh, a wonderful place to grow up. And uh, I mean, and I, not only that, I, I was fortunate. I had a, came from a middle-class family. And we had fruit trees. We had apples and plums and all those sort of things. I've always been a big fruit eater. Um, and, and during the war, of course, sweets were on ration, as you, as you probably remember. I mean, in England, it was probably a little bit more sort of severe. Um, but no, I think that set me on the right path. And after the war, I, I mean, look, I, I, some of it's vanity. I mean, I always wanted to sort of retain a good, a, a good image and a good figure and that sort of thing. And I was constantly exercising, not going to a gym because... I hadn't heard the word gymnasium in, in those days. Nobody had ever heard of those things. But, I mean, I'd exercise on the floor and, and do this, that, and the other and um, lift my hips up off the ground and, and do, you know, sort of cycle in the air and that sort of thing. Um, um, and, and, of course, I always did a lot of walking. I played a lot of sport. I rode horses. I played hockey. Um, I rode and uh, I swam a lot. So, I mean, did all those sort of things. But, so, I mean, I really was a healthy healthy person all my life and then when I got to my middle years I started to think about the quality of life as you grow older once I got to about 40 I began to think seriously about life beyond and my, both my husband and I sort of took things sort of on board and sort of just looked at our lifestyle. We didn't have to make many changes. But I honestly believe that if you eat food in moderation, meet everything in moderation, not ridiculously, um, you know, and I think that's the most sensible thing you could do. And, of course, plenty of exercise and a good lifestyle. I mean, I like a glass of wine at the night time. I don't like red wine. I like a glass of wine before I go to bed. I don't, and I enjoy it. So, but not beyond, not um, you know, uh, to excess. Nothing like that. You know, you're not, you're not drinking. You're not drinking to get drunk, in other words. But no, you, no, no. Just uh, no, just to get a good night's sleep. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to take the edge off. I, I yes, understand. That's I true. understand. Drop off been, the edge, you know. Mm. Yeah, I've been speaking to some people and they've said that since COVID they've put on five kilograms or they've been drinking every day and every night, you know, since COVID and or they haven't been able to exercise as much as what they would have in the past because the gyms are closed or whatever else and they're all excuses. You know, I'm, I'm finding I'm in, on Facebook and a lot of people on Facebook, they are exercising. A lot of people are, are getting exercising a bit more. I think they are a bit conscious and maybe going back to sort of uh, um, how things life whilst perhaps originally formed, you know what I mean. You know, they're sort of stepping back a bit and, and um and I don't. I know some people are probably drinking to excess because look at all the the, the, the uh, spirits and wines that they hold off the, the uh, supermarket walls. You know, shelves. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in, in with um, you know, in great great quantities. So. I mean, yeah. I only buy a bottle at a time, although my daughter might drop, she dropped in me a couple for Easter, and I, I'm lucky I'll be able to see her again this weekend, so that's good. That is good. Yeah, that is good. So let's get this, let's, so we've got a, a glass of wine at night, you eat most foods, you would have had some Easter eggs and maybe some hot cross buns, and just generally you eat No, well. I didn't have any Easter eggs. Oh, no Easter eggs. Oh. No Easter eggs. No, I don't mind a bit of chocolate now and again. I mean, but not, I don't buy a bottle of chocolate and eat it all at once. You know, right. I'll have a bit here and a bit there. Right. I mean, look, as I said, everything everything in moderation. Yes. I mean, I, I must admit my diet is, is uh, a high-fiber fiber diet. I mean, a lot of fruit, a 
fruits and vegetables. And I can like a lot of muesli in the morning with, with, with fresh uh, fruit. Like I bought some pawpaw today. I've got some raspberries in the fridge. I've got pears and apples in the bananas in the fridge. Um, um, I've got an avocado. I love avocado and that sort of thing. No, and I, and I cook, do all, cook all my own meals. So no, I... I I don't live extravagantly, and I don't have large quantities of meat. Yeah, I'll cut back on my meat a lot. I probably only meet, eat meat maybe two or three times a week. I love fish when I can get it. Yeah, but there's not much good fish in this uh, district. Not, you know, I like um, um, Australian fish. I don't more New Zealand fish. I don't like the fish from the Asian markets. Yeah. So um, no, but just a sensible diet. That's the, that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, it all sounds very sensible to me. Now, obviously, you're exercising a lot, you're eating really well, um, you can't be doing that all day. Are you still volunteering? You're still doing lots of things to keep yourself busy? Um, well, I did volunteer, I was volunteering, and I, 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 I'd probably take it back up again. I used to visit um, a nursing home here for, uh, you know, for the elderly, because <laughs> I was a lot older than some of the people in there, which I found <laughs> very thought-provoking. I found very, you know, very sort of worrying for me at the time because, but I thoroughly enjoyed it because people were locked in their rooms or 24-7 if the, for the ones that, you know, were not very mobile or couldn't get out of their rooms at all and couldn't get into the sort of um, areas where they could communicate with other people. And I'd call on them, and I've made friends there, but I've had to give that up now since this pandemic. So, um, But I'll get back to that later on. But, um, no, apart from that, um, no, I'm just keeping busy, as busy as I can, and exercising, and just looking forward to the next virtual competition, which I'm doing next Monday. I love Can you tell us? So, I want to ask you a couple of things about uh, your attitude and... The rest, but you've mentioned these virtual competitions a couple of times so far. I'm sure people are interested. Tell us how a virtual competition uh, works uh, for a race walker. Well, the, the 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 ones in the UK are race walks. They are right. There are race walks. Um, you you do it in your own time, and they have to trust you. Um, they, they can honestly trust me. I mean, they can do that. I mean, I can tell them that whether they do or not, I don't know. They trust me. Well, they know me because I'm quite well known within the race walking circles. And just enter the uh, uh, your time online. And um, I actually acquired uh, an age-graded percentage uh, rating of uh, 97.42% in my last walk, which is... A world-class Yeah, can you explain this for people? Because I find this really interesting. So what happens in the Masters or um, age in the, or in, the, in, the, in the competitions around the world is they look at your age, they look at your times, and then they can give you a percentage of what you would have been in your prime? Is that the way? Yes, that's it. There's a formula that they use. Don't ask me what it is. They use a, f- a formula that, that there's a formula that they can use to so they can p- compare my performance with a 30-year-old's performance because 30-year-olds that, that's when you can become a, a masters. And um, I'm variably uh, faster than my performance is probably mostly better than most younger people's performance. Yeah, so if, uh, so True. a world record, a one hundred percent score is you would have been a world record holder at age thirty. Ninety percent is world class elite athlete. 
eighty percent national, seventy percent regional. Yeah, that's one. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I just think that's fascinating that that at ninety three yeah. you can see that uh, it just goes to show how much vitality you have pulsing through your veins that you're getting a ninety seven percent essentially score, which is right up on a world record level. You know, if you were um, in your 30s. It's it's fabulous. One thing that you mentioned a couple of times is your attitude. Now, we have a lot of listeners and we know a lot of people that are in their 20s and scared of turning 30 and in their 30s scared of turning 40 and in their 40s scared of turning 50 and all the rest of it. At 93, um, you seem to be um, so happy to be 93. You don't seem to be, you know... Um, wishing for the past and and you know you don't and, and you've got obviously a very empowering uh, vision for your future uh for people listening that feel like they are struggling with their attitude around aging what do you say in terms of how you do it or or how you recommend other people have a great empowered view of aging well my husband's last dying words to me now is the time to share your metal i mean those are powerful words aren't they yeah they are they're very powerful words, and I, um, uh, I was quite. It was it was a quite an emotional moment when you said them, and but I mean it, it stayed with me. But funnily enough, as I probably said this time and time again, after he, after he died and after his, he was you know buried in one thing and the other, I had a compulsion to walk. I mean, while I'd always been a good walker, I had a compulsion to walk, and the faster I walked, the better I felt. Mm. And it was ther- it was grief ther- therapy for me, and it's really it's all gone from there. I mean, I, I sort of went into a walking group, and then I went into fun runs. I did so well in the fun runs, and then I was advised to go to the Masters Games. And of course, you know that you know my history from then on. I mean, it's just been absolutely wonderful. But it all goes back to what my husband said to me before he died. That's my motivation, and I, I think that um, I have a very positive outlook. Uh, I don't care. I mean, I, I was rather looking forward to becoming 90 I was because I knew there would be more challenges. This is the thing. I always love to have that challenge ahead of me, something to work on, something to work for, something to really get my teeth into, mm. which is why I just absolutely I love my sports trainer because she has been really um, so, what shall I say, life-changing really because i mean she's given me new i mean i trained alone for so many years and then she came along and i could see the difference that she's made in my pace and my attitude and everything and uh look i i i take my hat off to her because she's really made a tremendous difference in my life and i can and she was the one who nominated me to be the um new south Wales senior australian of the year last year and uh, which was successful. I mean, that blew me away too. I, when she asked me if she could do it, I mean, I sort of seriously thought about it and I thought I was not going to go anywhere. So go ahead with it anyway and see where, you know. So when it was, I, I actually was nominated, <laughs> I, my knees were knocking. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, so, well, and you do have great knees. I'm looking at a photo here, actually. <laughs> Uh, and you're in leggings, you've got a yellow cancer, cancer council top on, it looks like you're doing a city to surf, and you've got great legs, I have to say. But what I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you for some advice, please, Heather. Um, I've got a friend, his name's DJ, and I called him this morning at 9 o'clock this morning, and he didn't answer the phone. He eventually called me back at 11 o'clock this morning, and I said, I couldn't get a hold of you at 9 o'clock. He said, yeah, I was still fast asleep. I said, what oh, are you no. fast asleep at 9 o'clock for? He said, oh, well, you know, there's not a whole lot to do at the moment because, you know, COVID and lockdown, and I, and I was shocked. Now, he's, he's younger than 30 years old. What's your advice to him? 
Oh, well, he should get up and get moving, I think. You know, what's, what's, what are you going to do? You, know, you can die in bed, can't you, they say? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm a, uh, I, mean, I can't, bed, bed is not a place for me. I, it's not a place that I can spend a lot of time. Yes. I wake up, I have to get up. And that yes. can be how, usually around about half past five. This morning I did sleep in at about seven well done. because I knew I wasn't training. But, I mean, I, I was awake before then and I just stayed there for a, for a little while and then got, I got up. But um, that, wouldn't, that would be one of my latest. But I'm always up early every morning and I often wonder why because especially now that the days are so long and I've got nothing to, really nothing to do except train and that's one of why I do. I've got, the, I've got the treadmill which keeps me busy and I've... Uh, you know, and I put up talking to friends on the phone, so that's another th- way to keep me sort of, uh, 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 keep me sort of busy, I suppose, in a way. Yeah, um, staying tight. Meals yeah. and you clean yeah. up and you tidy up and you. I have a, a leaf problem outside, so I've got to get outside with my leaf blower and, <laughs> and blow a few leaves and, and clean them up and one thing and the other. So there's always something to do. Yeah. No, I, I, I. I I don't believe I think don't think bed's the place for anybody. No, um, and you're that, seventy that years senior. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> well lazy. done, Heather. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Damo really just wanted to put DJ in the hole there. Oh, he's love, in the hole. I he's... love that advice um, from a ninety-three-year-old woman that is just loving life. That is just. So inspiring, Heather. Damien and I have been sending each other little messages just telling each other how much we love this interview and how inspiring you are. And we know that our listeners will be absolutely ready to rock and roll. I know I am going out tomorrow. And I'm going to walk faster than I've ever walked as a result of this interview. Um, not- well, you've got, to get your heart, you've got to get your heart rate up. I want to it's see no how good fast just I walking. Walk. A lot of people just walk. You've got to get your heart rate up to do yourself any good, to, to, you know, to improve your health. I'm going to go sub nine. I'm going to think of you every day that I'm going sub nine, Heather. I'm going to just be inspired by your lead. And I think that you are showing us that at any age that we can be living um, an incredible life and your attitude is absolutely second to none. And not only do we say thank you for joining us and may the rest of your life be the best of your life, but truly, Heather, thank you for inspiring every single one of us to make tomorrow better than today. And uh, you are just exemplification is the most powerful way to show people how to live and you are just a shining example of how to live so thank you so much for joining us on 100 not out thank you very much marcus for having me Damo, uh, Heather, just before we go can we call you again in seven years time can we can we do it again <laughs> certainly you can <laughs> that'll be great thank you that'll be to wish heather a one happy 100th oh, birthday and by then covid will be right. over and the yeah. centenarians will be able to have a big screaming birthday party Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> unlike our friends Bruce Robertson and Eddie JQ that had to have an ISO yeah. 100th birthday. Um, yeah. But to all of our listeners, we, we would like to think that this has been one of your favourite episodes of 100 Not Out. How good, Damo, is it revisiting our 100 Not Outers from the early days and catching up with them seven years later? Absolute uh, joy. Absolute so joy. Good. Yeah. So thank you to our listeners. Uh, Thank you to Heather Lee. Thank you, Damo. You can find out more about Damo at DamienChristoff.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. You can check out Heather. Go to Heather1126.wixsite.com or maybe HeatherLee.com.au. Just give her a Google and look out exactly what Heather's up to. Um, Heather, if you're still there, have you got a Facebook page that people can keep up? Yes, I'm on Facebook page. Yep. Now, that's Heather Lee, L-double-E, folks. So you'll just look for Heather Lee, uh, L-double-E, on Facebook, and you'll catch up with all of Heather's work. Thank you again for your support of this podcast, folks. And until next time, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.